What is up, guys? You're listening to the MF CEO Project. I'm Andy. I'm your host, and I am the motherfucking CEO. Lots and lots and lots of new listeners. That means you guys are doing your job. That means you're telling your friends. You're referring like-minded people. But lots and lots of questions about what is an MF CEO. Well, clearly, it stands for motherfucking CEO. And what it means is this. You need to understand how to take control of your life, whether you own a business, whether you're an entrepreneur, whether you uh, have never sold anything, it doesn't matter. Is this an entrepreneurial podcast? Absolutely. Okay. Are we going to talk about how to make more money? Absolutely. But what we really talk about here is how to improve in every area of life and how to do so with a confidence, with a swagger, with with a feeling of pride about yourself. That gives you that MF in front of the CEO because we're all the CEO of ourselves. We're all the CEO of our entire lives. And what you hear on this show, some of it is a lot of business related stuff, but a lot of it is performance related stuff. So if you're brand new and we start to talk about something and you start to think, well, that's not me because I don't have a business. Keep listening because I'm guaranteed you're going to take something away. Guys, with that being said, Today is Tuesday. I am joined by my co-host, Vaughn the Impaler, the pastor of disaster. What's up, my, my man? Did you see my post the other day about Coolio? Coolio. I liked it, but dude, it was it like it's hard to say. Coolio? Coolio. Is that how yeah. it is? Yeah. That sounds like too much like colon. But you know what was interesting? Did you hear the whole story? I mean, did you hear the story? Of, did you no. see it? Uh, well, basically, there was a guy on Jeopardy who was oh, asked a question, yeah. you know. So for those of you who haven't heard it, Guy on Jeopardy who was asked a question, what 1994 rap hit song by Coolio was featured on Dangerous Minds? And the answer is... Gangsta's Paradise. Right, yeah. right, right. Well, they gave it to him, and then they and then they took it back because he said Gangster's Paradise. He was white, right? Well, he was white. Yeah, that's and, a white boy And thing. they said that he was penalized because he didn't properly pronounce it. Yeah. But th- this is really interesting Somebody thought when I was posting that, that the whole point of my post was going to be details matter. You know what? That's a great point, though. Yeah. That is a great point. I, we just had our, we, every month we have an all hands company meeting. So that means if you work for First Form or if you work for S2, you have to come in person. It's always on a Sunday night. We feed everybody. We get together. Uh, it's not like your normal company meeting. I think everybody that comes enjoys coming. We learn a lot uh, and we work to get better, but we had our, monthly meeting for January um, last night. And that was like the main point of the meeting was the three things that will affect your income. And this is what I talk to these guys about because I've got good leadership in my company to where I don't have to necessarily get in and teach someone how to sell something or how to help someone or how to do something because I've got guys that could do that now. So when I try to speak to my team, I try to speak to them about life, man, because the reality of our business, right, or any business, is you're going to have people that come in and you're going to have people that leave. And their time here, in my opinion, should be productive. They should, I, my personal goal, and I understand I'd be foolish to say, hey, we're going to keep everybody. But we do keep a lot. We have a very high retention rate. But I like to think of our companies as like, an, as its own academy, right? As its own um, place where people come in they learn a bunch of shit and they leave. When they leave, they're ready to dominate. Because I can tell you, guys that are good here are fucking superstars anywhere else. And we were talking last night about what it ta- like, what they should learn, what the skills they need to learn, and the three things that I hit up hit on them. And this, I've talked, we I, we did a podcast about this a little bit, but the three things uh, were attention to detail, right? Mm-hmm. People who win, people who earn a lot of money, people who do a lot of shit. Uh, good things in life are sticklers about the detail. I mean, the smallest minute detail, and they're consistent about that. It's not Monday and Tuesday, they're detail-oriented, and then Thursday and Friday and Saturday and Sunday, uh, they're, you know, they let that slide. It's something within them. And guess what? That's developed. That's something that has developed over time. Nobody, not many people are that are detail-oriented enough naturally and it's not until you till they completely believe and understand and buy into how important it is do they come do they become that way so we talked about that and the other two things we talked about were the two skills that will make you the most money in any company in any area and why they're valuable and one is sales okay if you know how to sell you're, you you can find a job anywhere if you can understand how to sell and how to make people feel great 
for buying from you and how to make people refer friends buying from you and how to take care of them, which really comes down to one concept, right? It's caring, okay? It's not um, selling people a bunch of shit they don't need. It's not lying to people. It's not manipulating them to get the sale. It's genuinely doing what's in their best interests over the course of a long time that gets you all that business. And we talked about that in detail, okay? So how to sell properly, not how to call them 40 fucking times until they buy your shit. No, it's how to actually solve their problem and do so in such a way that they can't help but brag about you to all their friends, family, and connections. And that's more powerful than ever right now because we have social media. But And that's basically what you go into detail in the upcoming uh, Entrepreneur Academy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we do have a course on that. Um, I'm excited about that, dude. Yeah. That, like, the more that we film it and the more that we, like, when I first, when we first, you know how I, I was hesitant about it because I'm not a big, uh, you know, info sell guy. Like, I don't, like, like it's because most of the shit that's out there is garbage. Right. You know, I see people going two two $3,000, $10,000, $20,000 in debt to learn some shit that is fucking, it's not even helpful. It's, it's marginally helpful. Right. Um, but as we started to work through this this project dude i'm starting to realize like it's gonna be fucking awesome yeah and it's exciting so uh but getting back to what i was saying the other the third skill is leadership okay and the way i explain to the guys is this if i can remove you from one area of the business and put you in another area of the business so think about it like this let's say you wherever you are right now you're working let's say in texas okay and you're working with a team of 30 and I could pull you from your team of 30 and I could put you in the team of 30 in New York City. And in six months, you will have improved the performance of those 30 people so much that you could statistically see it on paper, not just what you could sell, but what they sell and how productive they are and how they've grown. And by the way, your team in Texas isn't falling off because you created real leaders. If you're able to do that, you will write your own fucking check for life. Because if I could take somebody from some uh, part of my company and put them in another part and know that they're going to get that part on track. What's the price for that? How much is that guy worth? A lot. A lot. And the good thing about all these skills, dude, is that they're all learnable. They're not gifts. They're not something you're born with. It's something that you can actually learn. You can learn how to be a leader. You can learn how to sell. Okay. And you can learn how to care about people. If you don't understand, if you don't understand how to care, like you say, oh, well, this is just a job, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, okay. Let me teach you how, how to care about people. Let me show you how to do it, okay? And let me show you why the details matter and how to sell and how to make people feel great and solve their problems and how to help other people succeed. See, I look at what we do as its own academy, right? I have young guys that, and women that come into our company. I teach them. I coach them. We train them how to be fucking great, and some of them stay forever, and some of them move on. But when they move on, they're able to be successful. So, I, you know, working here, I made a post today about, uh, you know, basically what we've got going on culture-wise. But, you know, working here is not a regular job, man. It's it's like going to college to learn how to succeed, and you know, it's fun watching people develop and crush and and learn shit and overcome and develop confidence, and then not only do great here, but sometimes leave and then go fucking do great somewhere else. I, dude, I take pride in that. Mm. You know, people ask, how do you build such great cultures in your company? Because I genuinely care about our fucking guys. I genuinely care if they succeed in life, you know, and I'm not foolish enough to think that they're all going to stay here. Okay. So anyway, I guess my point to that whole thing is, is if you want to learn how to be successful, come fucking work here. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, I have to add to this and you know, I like college sports, but isn't it interesting to you that the national championship game, which is tonight, at least, you know, we're recording right now. It'll be tonight. I think it's very. Who do you think is going to win? Uh, Georgia. I do, too. Yeah, yeah, I, I do. But but isn't it interesting that it's I don't know why, dude, they just I don't know better. why. Do Yeah. Yeah. Supposedly, like, that's the supposedly that's the matchup that Alabama wants, bro. But they, they just I, look better. They, they look, look they faster. Look good, they yeah. look tougher. Like just watching them. Yeah. I don't know. Like. I think. I have all the respect for Alabama and Nick Saban. Oh, absolutely. And I've always been a fan of them, but, dude, I just don't think they – Right. I'd be surprised if Alabama won. But isn't it interesting that 
that Nick Saban is facing yeah. a former. That's another reason why I think Georgia's going to win. Yeah, a former uh, assistant. A, assistant. So it's. Do you do you have higher? I'm mean, this is kind of off. What the were topic, you going to say? But, well, that's what I was going to say. Is isn't it amazing that it says something about Nick Saban that I think all of his assistants have been successful. Well, that's the you job. You know what I'm saying? Dude, the job is to be a fucking leader. Right. The job is to help people. And that doesn't mean help people as long as they can help you. That means help people. Yeah. Like, dude, I have a number of ex-employees that have used to work here that have moved on to other areas and then text me or call me and say, first thing they say is, dude, I learned more there than I've ever learned anywhere else. And I'm so thankful for having the opportunity to work here. But the second thing they say is, hey, I'm in this situation. What do you think I should do? And then I'll fucking like coach them through it and they go fucking kick ass. Like, dude, it's the best thing ever. I love yeah. it. Yeah. Like, I think it's great. And it's funny because when, when I talk to other business owners, they get, like, super pissed at people when they leave. Like, they get angry with them, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's just like, dude, you're. that's why you don't have a good culture. That's yeah. why you don't have people that, that love working for you because they know that you're in it for your fucking self. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. It, it, it's an interesting thought to to use that as a category to evaluate greatness because you can look at some pretty incredible coaches like Coach Krzyzewski at Duke, but his coaching tree is not that great. Whereas like Bill Walsh back in the you know the San, San Francisco 49ers, yeah. you look at it's the like people. It's like the whole NFL. Uh, it is. Yeah. It's like the whole NFL. So it's it's an interesting just leadership. How but dude, that, I can tell you How for you sure. replicate yourself. Yes, is, but replicating new leaders is the fucking – holy grail of how to get fucking paid yep. within a company and you have to have the skill if you're going to own a company. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and, and the funny thing too about leadership is that people think that you, that you have to be like this loud, boisterous, over-the-top personality. Like they see, like, because that when you think about like great leaders, that's kind of what you think about. You think about like generals or you think about big coaches that yell and scream and get people pumped up. But dude, some of the best leaders, they have their own fucking style. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, dude, some of the best leaders in the world are guys that don't that that don't yell and scream. Right. You know what I mean? And the thing is, is that I equate it to this, okay? And I asked my team this. I said, what was worse? When your dad, I asked everybody if they got their ass beat and everybody raised their hand yes, <laughs> which was surprising to me because most of my people are millennials. I didn't know they still beat asses. <laughs> but I got my ass beat all the time. Yeah, but the, the millennials that have come to work for you. So they might have a little I don't bit, know, man. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. But anyway... Uh, good job at parents for whooping some ass. But the point of it is, is this. Dude, I wanna, I'm going to have kids just so I can whoop their ass. <laughs> Let's get some fucking DMs going on that. <laughs> write, me, write me how you hate me now. Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, you never had kids or you never spank them. Bull fucking shit. I'll spank your kids too. <laughs> but dude, here's the thing. Uh, we, we, have to, we have to understand that, um, that leadership style is not exclusive to one style. You know what I'm saying? So, like, what I was talking to the guys last night is this. What was worse? When your dad, like, yelled and screamed at you and gave you a spanking? Or he said, hey, man, you're better than that. I'm, that that's embarrassing to me. I'm super disappointed mm-hmm. in you. What's worse? Everybody yeah. agreed that the second was worse. Yeah. So, when you're a leader, what's leadership, what's leadership entail? It entails two concepts. One, lead by example, right? That's what we always hear. Holding yourself accountable first. Leading by example. Performing at a high standard. What's the second part of leadership? It's very simple. Being able to hold the people around you to that same standard. Hold them accountable. Force them to improve. Force them to get better. And so many people can't do it because they're afraid that they're going to, that person, like they're stuck at like junior high lunch table where if they say something to someone, that person's going to hold a fucking grudge to him for life. You know, like if I correct Joe over here on my team, he's going to be pissed at me for correcting him. Or if I say something to uh, you know, Julie about her not doing a good job. She's going to be mad at me forever. Well, dude, first of all, if you're doing something with the intention to improve that with, to improve them so they can make more money, how are they going to be mad at you for that? And what fucking difference does it make? What difference does it make? Dude, you guys who are listening right now, if you want to fucking improve this year, I would tell you this, stop worrying about how other people interpret your truth. Don't worry about how you saying something that is a fact of what you're you're observing and how they react. When you worry about how they react, you soften it. You're not afraid. You don't hold people accountable. You let people slip by on details. And dude, that's what that's what hurts you and it hurts them. You're being a pussy. 
Be a, be a grown-up and tell somebody the fucking truth. And when they get upset about it, let them go pout. And then walk over to them and say, hey, look. I'm not trying to be mean to you. The reason I'm holding you accountable is because I want you to improve. And I, want you to, I want you to make more money, have more success, be more successful, and win. You know, don't be mad at me for wanting you to win. You know you're better than that, and I know you're better than that. What do you think? that You think that person's going to be mad at you at that point? If they are, there's something wrong with them. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And if they're, you're doing the honest truth. And guys, what you, if you want to be a fucking leader and get fucking paid, you've got to get over the fact of, that people are going to get their feelings hurt. Dude, I walk through the office and I see somebody doing something fucked up. I'll be like, hey, dude, that fucking sucks. Mm-hmm. Don't fucking do that. Do it like this. And I walk the fuck away. And if their fucking feelings are hurt, I don't care. I don't care if they're upset. I don't care if they think I'm mean. Because I know that I'm doing the right thing. And I'm 100% confident in it. But, dude, so many people can't get... They can learn how to sell, but they can't learn how to lead. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. they're afraid they're going to mm-hmm. upset their workplace. Or right. uh, The reality is, is that... Think about the people who helped you the most in your life. I guarantee you they were hard on you. I guarantee you they were strict on you. I guarantee you they didn't let you get by with bullshit. Mm-hmm. Those people you end up respecting. So if you want the respect of your team, and this is a DM I get a lot and an email we get a lot. Oh, dude, you know, I'm leading these guys. They just don't, you know, I'm having trouble getting them to respect me and this and that. Well, you're not telling the truth and they know you're not. You're not holding them accountable and they know you're not. You're letting them slide and they know that that's not right. So what do they really think? They think that you don't fucking care. If you don't care about them, why are they going to care about you? Right. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. It's interesting. I mean, I'm, I could, we could spin this off into a whole nother application, but it's kind of the true. It's kind of true, and it applies to customers too. It's what you were talking about the other day, where where we want we feel bad if we charge them for something. Oh yeah. You know, we feel bad oh, if yeah. we if we're direct about no this yeah, is what it costs. Yeah, on that Skype I gave Period. away. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember the girl's name exactly. Do, do you see the connection I'm making? Yeah, yeah, for yeah, yeah. sure, dude. Yeah. It becomes dude, it, yes, 100%. I've been through that. Like when people and dude, people mess up their brand so bad by doing that because they devalue themselves in the eyes of others. Um just to set the backstory of what Vaughn's talking about is you know, we did a live Skype uh, with a, 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 she was a chiropractor. Chiropractor, Brianna. Okay? And she asked me, what did she ask me exactly? She basically asked you about uh, giving discounts to friends, fr- and family, friends and family. You know, that okay. kind of thing. So she asked, how do you give discounts to your friend and family? Or, or I think, I think, and then connected with that was, how do I provide value without devaluing no, myself? No, that's, what, that's yeah. what she said. She yeah. said, how do I give free adjustments to my friends and family without them devaluing my service? I said, you can't. Why? And I asked her, I said, why do you want to give a discount to them? She said, well, that's because they're my friends and family. No, that's fucking wrong. Okay, let me tell you something about your business right now. Quit fucking giving discounts. When you give discounts, people, especially your friends and family, dude, my fucking mom and dad pay full price. They don't get shit. My dad works here, okay? The reason is, is because this. When you own a small business, especially in a smaller town with your circle of friends, you're going to come in. They're going to come in to see you, and they're going to say, hey, uh, I'd like to get um, you know, an adjustment. And you'll say, oh, that's cool, and blah, blah, blah. And then they go to pay, right? And you're like, no, it's on me, Okay. That happens once. That's a good thing. You're a nice person, right? We want to take care of the people that we, we take care of. But what happens is, is this. That person then goes to their circle of friends and says, hey, go see my friend Julie, who's the chiropractor over here, blah, blah, blah. She'll hook you up, okay? And then your friend, their friends come in, and they start thinking that they're going to get a fucking discount because the first lady told her that they are going to get a discount. Then again, when, when your friend comes in over and over and over again, she starts to expect it. And it actually ruins relationships. Because I can remember when I was in business, dude, and I was making zero fucking dollars, and I made the same mistake she made. I was giving out discounts to friends and family, hoping they would bring in their friends and family. But the problem is, is the people that they brought in wanted the shit for the same price that I gave it to the other person, and those people fucking, I couldn't make any money. And it almost put, put us out of business because I felt bad. Because I couldn't, I couldn't deal with what you're saying mm-hmm. about me saying no to this person and having them be upset. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And uh, so, yeah, I totally relate, dude. I've all, I was that same person when I, when I, when I used to work our first store. Um, you know, like let's say the first year we were open, 
dude, people would come in to buy shit and they would put it on the counter. And because I had never really worked in a place where I had to ask somebody for money like that, um, in a formal setting, so to speak, I felt weird. Like, like I used to do this shit. Like do, people would come up and set like two or three things. And let's say the thing was, they rang it up and it was 60 bucks because I didn't have 60 bucks to my name. Dude, 60 bucks was a lot of fucking money to me. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I started thinking of how it, 60 bucks. I started thinking it in terms of my, of how I perceive $60. So I'd without them saying anything, I'd say, Hey, it's, it's 61 99, but you know what? I'll give it to you for 52. Right. And I'd like, I would like give it to them right. like without them even saying anything. And it was because I felt bad because I was judging the customer based on my personal financial situation. And dude, this is a huge no, no in sales, especially you cannot look at someone and prejudge their ability to, to purchase products. Okay. People will come in and they will look like they're homeless and they will pull out a thousand dollars cash. And I've seen it and no big deal Buy everything they want. You will see people come in in a suit and tie and look all professional and they'll be like, Hey, can I get a freaking discount? Blah, blah, blah. You can't, right. you cannot prejudge and base your, your technique off of what your perception of a lot of money is because dude, you'll end up fucking yourself. Not only that, but you, you're assuming, you know, their priorities. Yeah, exactly. That's right. True. Like what if, what if the dude who, who is looks homeless is a priority to get healthy so he can not look homeless. And right. he, you know, dude, I one time had a guy come to me. I, this is actually uh, really, I mean, this dude, this, this guy came into our store and I remember it was our first year and he, he had just got out of prison, like literally just got out of prison that, mm. that day. He came straight to our store and he bought like $400 worth of stuff. And dude, at the time, I couldn't fucking fathom $400. Like to me, it was like $4 million. You know what I mean? Right. And this dude, he's telling me how he just got out of jail and this and that. And he wants to get healthy because in, because in jail, they don't feed him right and this and that. And I'm thinking in my head, I'm like, damn, dude, this guy's like, like, what the fuck is going on here? You know what I mean? Cause <laughs> right. so, so anyway, um, I ended up like giving him a discount. Like, like I'm telling you, like it was like $400 and I was like, man, like I, I'll, uh, you know, I could give it to you for three twenty or whatever, you know? And like, I cut all my margin out of the fucking ask and dude, he bought it. Right. And so he walked out and dude, I remember sitting there afterwards and feeling so fucking dumb, like just like so dumb, like, Dude, I'm cutting my own throat for no right. reason because I'm too afraid to ask somebody to pay full price. And uh, man, like I could totally relate to people who are dealing with that in business when it's new. Uh, Especially with your family and friends. Oh, dude, for but sure. But you know, you know, the flip side of that too is that I was just thinking this uh, this Christmas, this past Christmas. Just don't open the fucking box. Like don't ever, right. my, my advice to people is just don't open that box. Right. You know what I mean? Like, dude, it's easy to say no to your mom and dad because you can just tell them like, "Hey, no, this is right. my business." So, no, so what I always did it. What I always did when people ask you for discount, as I say, what I just said, I'd say, "Hey, look, my dad pays full price, and my mom does, and they do." <laughs> yeah, you know what? So what? So why should you get a discount? Well, and along those lines, like Christmas Eve of this year, my daughter got sick and our and our heating went out, and so I called a buddy of mine who has an HVAC, and uh, you know it's Christmas Eve. He's with his family everything. And so I called him and I said, Hey man, I know it's Christmas Eve. Is there any way you can come by and fix my heating? And he's like, yeah, yeah, I think I can. And I felt compelled to say this, and maybe this is bad as a customer to say this. And I just, because we're, we're pretty good friends. And I said, Oh, and by the way, I intend to pay full price. No, I'm not. I do that all the time. I'm not like, I'm not calling in a favor or anything like that. And I think true friends and family don't make that assumption about people. No, dude, I, I tell that to, because at this point in my life, dude, I'm friends with a lot of people, especially in business. And usually like I've helped them or answered their questions or done some sort of like mentoring or a favor or something for them at this point, which is why I have so many fucking friends. Okay. And dude, anytime I do that, like there's very few people I will accept a discount from very, very few. Right. And, uh, I do that shit too, because like, I want everybody to know for, for two things. I want him to know I'm not that dude. I'm not that fucking dude that's going to come in and ask you for a discount when you're trying to run a business. Right. And second of all, I know what it's like to be the guy who gets asked for the discount. And it's fucking bullshit. Because I used to get asked by all my friends, all this, all that. And dude, I give it to them. And part of the reason I couldn't get, it, get ahead was because I was fucking too pussy to fucking 
you know, confront these dudes and be like, dude, you got to pay. Because I was afraid they wouldn't buy from me, you know? Mm-hmm. And maybe they wouldn't have, but it doesn't matter because I wasn't making any money. You know what I'm saying? Right, absolutely. It's just a mental yeah. hurdle. And it goes back to what I was saying about leadership. Like, you have to, you have to be okay with letting them interpret what you say when it's the truth. You know what I mean? You have to be okay with not, not wearing that. You can't wear somebody's reaction or perceive reaction or be afraid of their reaction when you're going to present a fact, okay? Yeah. How much does this cost? It's $61.99. And then shut the fuck up. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, It's funny because literally I, I, I never watched Dr. Phil, but the one thing I thought of when you just said that is the one thing I've heard him say is that you don't do something based on how, how someone's going to react. No. You don't, you don't let that Dude, even that's be a consideration. The biggest, that's the biggest reason why people aren't successful. Yeah. Because they do everything based on how somebody's going to react. Everything. Yeah. You're not even living at that point. You're not even who you are. Yeah, you can go crazy. Right. Yeah. So, um, dude, I guess the point of what I'm trying to get at is this. Um, Besides the point of just leadership and what it takes and let people perceive shit the way they want to, is this. Don't devalue your shit, Okay. Like the chiropractor uh, lady, like Mm -hmm. you went to school, you invested the money, you learned the skill, you took the risk. These motherfuckers got to pay. Right. You know what I mean? Like you shouldn't feel like you're not good enough or you're not, you're not ready or you're not qualified. No, you're qualified. And you're, you're the way people perceive your value is going to be determined by how confident you present your value. So if you do this shit where you discount your, your services all the time, People aren't going to see it as a, as a big deal to come to you. They're not going to feel good about coming to you. And in fact, when your competitor's charging 100 bucks and you're charging 50 and giving a half-price discount for 25 they also perceive your competitor to be more qualified and better than you. Right. And that's a huge deal. I see companies all the time, discount, 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 discount. They, they don't even understand what they're doing to their brand equity. They're fucking ruining it. Okay. If you want to get in the trenches and compete on price and that's all you have to compete compete on, you don't really have a true competitive advantage. You don't have a great product. You don't have a great service. You don't have a, a, a real solution. You know why? Because you're telling people you don't because you're selling it for half of what the fuck it should cost. And and also when you do get Let's stuff- not even mention the motherfucking supplement companies that do this shit. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let me ask you something, Vaughn. If I'm going to fucking, if I'm going to discount and run a sale on groceries, okay, and you, you, I'm, you're going to go to Deerberg's, which is our grocery store here in St. Louis, and everything is buy one, get one free, what are you going to do? You're going to stock the fuck up. Right. You're going to fill your fucking pantry full of shit. And guess what's not going to happen the next week and the next week and the next week? Not going to go grocery You're not going to go grocery shopping. Right. Right. So when you're, if you sell consumable goods and you discount them, and fucking do buy one, get one freeze and all this shit. And, and then you can't figure out why the next month sucks. You're an idiot. Right. Okay. You don't see grocery stores doing buy one, get one free. You don't see them doing 50% off or buy one, get one 50. That's, that's not how that works with consumable goods. Okay. You're going to send your customer out the door for the next six months. I shouldn't even be saying this because we kick the fuck out of everybody because they do this shit. Okay. Right. And not only that. Would you feel good about putting fucking vitamins in your body that were buy one, get one free every nope. fucking other day? Nope. Exactly. But that's, I have, that's I, not to say that you cannot give stuff away for free in conjunction that, with... That's different. Yes. That's yes, value added. Exactly. That's right. value added right. shit. So like, if I'm going to run a sale, a quote unquote sale, which by the way, I haven't run a sale since 2007 in any company and I never fucking will either. It's all in how you word it. But what if somebody buys... $250 worth of shit and I give them a bag of shirt and a fucking bunch of extra shit. That's not a sale. That's value added. It's right. different. It protects your brand equity. Okay. And dude, I learned this lesson a long time ago. One time we did a, we did a, I, the, what I'm talking about, I learned the hard way, by the way, which pretty much everything I talk about. I did a, and I see all these, dude, I got all these little supplement stores that follow me and I see them doing these fucking sales and I want to choke the fuck out of them every time because they don't even understand what they're doing. We used to have this thing in St. Louis in 2007 called the Meathead Special, all right? And let me tell you what the Meathead Special was. It was seven pounds of whey protein for $21.99, okay? 
<clears throat> or no, $29.99. Seven pounds away for $29.99. People will come in. <clears throat> they came in. They bought six, seven of them at a time. And, and dude, me and Jason were like, fuck yeah, dude. We're fucking crushing it. <laughs> we're putting up all these numbers, right? The next three months, we literally almost went out of business. Hmm. Be- why? Because they weren't because coming into shop. Said, yeah. They stocked up. <clears throat> so... Like, dude, I've seen how this works, but it, 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 it boggles my mind how people will drive and do all these fucking percentage off and buy one, get ones and all this bullshit. And then wonder why they got to always do it to get sales. Well, you're training your customers. You're training your customers to only buy when it's discount. If you do a fucking discount uh, 14 days out of the month, why the fuck would they ever buy at a full price? You see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So, like, dude. If you see, uh, if you if your grocery store did a buy one get one free every month, when would you shop? Oh, right. Yeah. Only when the sale is. Yeah. Right. And dude, I see these guys doing this, and I see half of these companies going out of business. And then, and not not only that, dude. In in our world, when people do that, then because people inherently perceive the product as a lesser value. If you can, if you can literally give it away for fucking buy one get one free every fucking month it must not have cost you that much because your people aren't stupid they can do the fucking math you know what i mean so it, it devalues your brand it puts your customers out of the door it ruins your cash flow and dude it's all because you can't you can't build value with any other area of your product because you're too stupid you know what i mean have you you read a lot have you ever read uh Robert Cialdini's famous book on influence, basically the scientifically... Per- okay, well, he's got this great, no. great story, basically, where he says... He tells a story of this lady in Colorado who had a souvenir shop, and she was trying to sell these souvenirs, and they weren't selling real well. Well, she she left for the weekend, and she told her assistant, well, listen, just mark everything down by 50%. She comes back, and the assistant goofs, and the assistant, instead of marking everything down 50%, she marked everything up 50% completely sold through all the inventory. And his point is kind of what you're saying is that you this whole concept of pricing to sell and discounting. Dude, things, I'm gonna tell you right in, now. You, you there's see, people there's people kind of crazy. There's people that think both ways. Okay. There is people that that will buy shit only when it's on sale. My dad is that way. He's very frugal. He will only buy shit when it's cheap. He wants a fucking deal. But he grew up extremely poor. Like extreme extremely poor. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. One of twelve kids, fucking poor as shit. All right. I get why he's like that. He's actually changing now. He's starting to understand that, you know, he's not going to fucking starve to death. Right. But some people are like that. And I understand that. And some people have to buy when it's on sale because they can't afford to buy otherwise. And I understand that, too. Okay, But most people are not like that. Most people can afford to buy the shit at your asking price. Okay, and if you just constantly give it away and give it away and give it away, you're training people two things. One, to wait for your sale, and two, that your brand's not that valuable and your product's not as good as the price you ask. And the third thing you're training them is this. You're some kind of snake oil weirdo who's like trying to manipulate them into buying. People aren't fucking dumb. Right. They know they know there's margin and when they see you give away buy one, get one free, they're like, Well, he must be making money to do that. And you may not be making money. So they make it makes you look bad even though you're not because you're too afraid to ask full price, you know? And yeah. what does that also tell you? It also tells you that you're not focused on building value. You're not focused on solving the problem in the best way possible. Okay. If your product or service, whatever it is you do solves the problem over the top, if it solves the problem in the best way possible, better than any of your competitors, why would you not ask full price? Why would you not? And, and here's another thing. A high price isn't always a bad thing because there's always good, better, and best. And if you're going to try to be the best and you want to be the best, do you not think that every single fucking person understands that the best costs more? Tell me one thing in life. Tell me one. One thing in life where the best is also the cheapest. Would you walk into a Rolex store and be like, hey, give me a discount? <laughs> oh, I, that's, that's beside the point. But name Discounts me, on Lambos. Hey, yeah. no, name me one thing in, in life. I can't. Where the yeah. fucking best is also the cheapest. Yeah. It doesn't fucking yeah. exist. And it does that not make logical sense in your mind? I mean, you're, not, does, a bi- yeah. you're not really a business guy, right? No, not You came not from a totally different area yeah. of, of the world. When you go to the store and you, and you look at things, 
now, and I, and I know it's not always true. Okay. And I understand it's always true, but at your first glance, before you examine anything and you look at a product that's priced, they're all similar products. One's price five, one's price 10, one's price 20. Which one do you think is the best in your mind? Oh, first the, look. the highest price one. No, that's psychology. Everybody right, thinks right, that. Right, right, right. Okay. Absolutely. Now it might not always be true. You have to do some research, but sometimes, and most of the time it is true. There's a reason why that price, because mm-hmm. customers won't, companies wouldn't be able to stay in business charging a higher price if the quality wasn't there. You know what I mean? They go yeah. out of business. What kind of beans do you get? Me? Yeah. Fuck. Uh, I don't know. You always say the most expensive. <laughs> oh yeah. I don't know anything about beans. So, so like, dude, when I go, like when I go to the cans, like, dude, it, it's just a, I'm just wired this way. And a lot of people are, when I look at canned beans, let's say, cause like I'm going to make some fucking, uh, nacho dip. Right. And I want to get some black beans. There'll be like the one cent can, the five cent can, the 50 cent can. I'm buying a 50 fucking cent can. You know why? I don't know. I don't, it could be the same thing off the same line, but I feel better about buying it. I'm like, fuck yeah. yeah. Because that way when the dip comes and it's, it's out and it's great, I'm like, yeah, I made that with the best ingredients <laughs> possible. Right? Yeah. That's how I build my products no, too. No, it makes By the way, sense. like when we build our products at First Form, dude, I go find the most expensive ingredients, the highest fucking price shit and the, the best shit. And that's how I build our products. Because, well, especially in our area, like, dude, people take our products to get a fucking result. They're not taking a product because they just want to take it. People who take supplements want a result. So why would you not produce the products that produce the best possible result? I don't understand why companies do this. Remember the combo that Sal had with our uh, fish oil manufacturer? No. No? Okay, well, he was on the phone with them, and he's like, this is our source for our fish oil. And, you know, he's going over the list of options, and Sal's like, well, dude, let me ask you a question. Which one would you take? And he's like, well, it's it's a little bit expensive. He goes, I don't care. Which one would you take? Yeah. No, that's how we source shit. Right. We find the yeah. best, best, best. And you know what? That that makes our products more expensive. People are like, man, Andy, how do you how do you build your company when all your competitors are 30% cheaper than you? Well, we're fucking 100% better. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's a great. So, Say it again. Yeah. What? You're 30% more how do you, expensive because you're 100% better. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. Well, yeah. that's the truth. You know what I mean? Like- and that goes for not just like half of our ingredients. It goes for every fucking ingredient that we yeah. include in every fucking product. And dude, that's why when people start using our products, they stay using it. That's why when people start using our products, we, they're the most expensive. But we also can offer a 110% money back guarantee. And we have a less than one half of 1% return rate because the products do what the fuck they're supposed to do. We're not in this to make money. We're in this to solve fucking problems. And that's why we're successful. What you're saying really reminds me of a conversation I had with my dad when I was little. I mean, he was, you know, maybe upper middle class. We never made a lot of money, but he was a salesman. And he sold, of all things, the big church organs. But I, my dad used to love to dress to the teeth to go out on sales calls. And in that context, it made sense because you're dealing with church people and they're all dressed up and formal. But I, I asked, I remember asking him one time. Well, that's it, a different time too. Yeah. And I remember asking him one time, I was like, dad, man, you get some expensive suits. And I didn't remember until just now. He goes, son, I can't afford to wear a cheap suit. Exactly. <laughs> and you can't afford to use cheap fucking vitamins and supplements either. Yeah. You're putting in all this. Dude, explain this to me. This is something I've never understood about supplements, the industry in a whole. And, and, and I know I'm right because the fucking numbers say so in our business growth. You're putting in all this work. You're monitoring your diet perfectly. Mm-hmm. You're going to the gym. You're fucking working your ass off. You're doing hard as fuck cardio. And then you're going to go buy the cheapest supplements and put them in your body. Right. Who the Doesn't fuck's going to do that? Yeah. Like, dude, people, the only people that are going to do that are people that have to do that. Yeah. Everybody else is going to be like, dude, I'm putting in all this work. I'm doing all this hard shit that I don't normally have to do. I'm investing all of myself into this. I want the best fucking shit. That's what we make. Yeah. You know what I mean? And pe- people, I talk to other guys in the industry and they're like mind boggled about it. And I'm like, dude, it's fucking think it through. Dude, if you're in business right now and you're doing everything that you do, because your competitor does it, you're never going to fucking win. Because here's the thing. When you look at your competitor and you say, and let's say there's a successful competitor in town and you're the little guy, all right? And they're the big guy. This could go for brick and mortar. It could go for online. Use it, use it how you got to use it. The reference is still the same. You have a, you have a market leader and you have the, the wannabe, okay? And this is why there is market leaders and why there's wannabes. You have the market leader who from the outside... Today, let's say I wanted to start a retail company online. Who's the market leader in online retail? Amazon. Everybody knows that. 
All right. So I'm going to go out and I'm going to become the fucking the next Amazon. So I'm going to go out and I'm going to build a website that does every single thing that they do. And I, it's impossible. OK, but let's just say it is possible. I'm going to go out and build a website that, that has every single product, every single thing, every single convenience factor could get you the product the exact same. You could do literally everything Amazon can do. Okay, and I'm going to launch this site. Do you know why it's not going to work? Hmm. Because you would ha- you would almost have to offer things on discount, right? No. Because what you're copying is their ideas from two, three oh. years ago. What you're seeing on the outside of a business is ideas, is concepts, is discussions that started years ago. Right. So by the time you copy it and put it into play... They're already 50 steps ahead of you by default because they're already having conversations about what's next, this, that, the other. Mm -hmm. That's why you're always going to have market leader and market followers because market followers cannot innovate. They cannot think logically. They do everything because everybody else does it. I have, dude, a dozen companies in our industry that do every fucking thing that we do like the next year, right? They, They see what we do and then they do it and they think that's why we're successful. And here, we're already moved past that. You know what I mean? And you can't afford to do that in business. You have to, if that's how you're running a business, you shouldn't be in business because you're going to have a hard, hard time. You're never going to get above that. I'm struggling stage because you're, you're, you're selling and producing things that people have already been familiar with. You see what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. It's interesting. I'm tying in all these. So we've talked about leadership. We talked about, uh, you know, sales. We talked about how you price your product. I mean, all of it seems to flow out of what you said at the very beginning, which is valuing what you bring to the day, valuing your brand. Well, the yeah, thing, but, and the but, things that people Vaughn, do to undermine their I did brand. Remember that podcast about being a fraud? Yeah, this all stems from that. Okay, people inherently feel like they're a fraud because they're so like my good friend Ed Milet will say they're addicted to how other people feel about them. They're addicted to what people perceive them as instead of being themselves. So. They feel like a fraud. Like when they step out and they launch a website or launch a store or do something new, they don't feel qualified. They don't feel good about what they do. They don't feel confident about their value mm-hmm. because they're not, okay? They're, they haven't earned the confidence. They haven't learned how to present value the proper way. And to, when it comes down to it, they don't have the backbone to look somebody in the eye and say, yes, this is what my product's worth. Let me teach you something right now. Your product, whatever you sell, whatever it is, whether it's a service, whether it's a fucking product, whether it's a nuclear weapon, whether it's aspirin, your product, if you want to sell it, you better fucking realize this. It's not for everybody. Because your whole entire mindset will change when you accept that. When you understand that you, your product, your message, your brand, who you are, what you're about, Everything that you offer isn't for everybody. Now you're free to do what you need to do to be successful. Because when you're trying to appease everybody that's else that's out there and trying to appeal to everybody, what you're doing is basically you're taking what this person likes and what that person likes, and this person may not like what that person likes. So I'm going to do something in the middle, and you're compromising your entire existence. And when you compromise products and business, guess what they become? They become fucking commodities. Nobody gives a shit. Nobody pays attention because they don't make people pay attention because you're too afraid to let people understand that your product may not be for this person or that person or this person. And when you're in business and you have no sales and you have no customers and you have no income coming in, that is a hard thing to fucking get wrapped around because imagine you're not making any dollars. And then you establishing a product and then having somebody who, you know, your first customer, potential customer comes in and looks at your products. Says, I don't like that. Okay. You understand right. what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. You have no money coming in. You have nothing going for you. You're, you got, a, you got bills to pay. It's terrifying. It's dude. And it, it's, it's, it, it makes people take that product and fucking throw it away. And it might be great for the next 50 fucking people, but they take their product, they throw it away. They make it how that person wants and then, and then you wonder why they sell it to that person, but then the next 50 don't want it. You get what I'm saying? Absolutely. It's kind of like our first product, Ignition. I mean, dude, how many people even knew what the fuck post-workout carbs were? Uh, yeah. But well, you knew it was the most important, you know, and it was a hard sell in the beginning. Well, it, you know, look, man, 
anything that you do needs to be with the intention of finding that niche. Okay. It needs to be with the intention. When I, when I uh, had Randall on Randall pitch on the fucking podcast, I said to him, I said, and you'll probably remember this. I said, Hey dude, I said, you know what I like about you is that you understand branding. You understand that if you feel passionate about something, if you believe in something, if you think something's cool, that there will be enough people out there that also resonate with that. And that is the biggest mistake people make in business. They don't do what Randall Pitch is doing. They, they don't come from their heart. They don't come from their passion. They don't come from a place of a problem they really want to solve. And by the way, he owns a fashion brand. What does he do? He makes people feel cool. That's a real problem. Feeling cool is a problem. We all like to feel cool. So let's make motherfuckers feel cool, right? Because a lot of people will say, well, how, what problem am I solving? I'm selling this. Well, eventually, if there's not a problem, you don't have a fucking product. Right. Right? But don't, don't, don't discount what people think is a problem. Seth Godin says that the thing that a lot of people don't believe that he said, I guess, a number of times, but he can't he can't get people to believe it, is that you can make a million dollar a year business minimally on a thousand people, a thousand customers. Oh, easily. Yeah. Easily. And he says, he's, he, kind of to your point. It's, yeah. It, you need a thousand true fans. Yeah. A thousand true fans. Yeah. yeah. And dude, that's. I mean, I can't think of something that's that doesn't have that, especially in today's day and age where you could have if if your product. I really can't think of something that wouldn't have. Uh, a hundred times. Well, as you've always pointed out, the whole butterfly, for those who have listened for the last two years, the, you could even monetize. Well, isn't it butterflies you're talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You yeah. could only even monetize that's butterflies. The, that's but. the example I use for passion, right? Like, yeah. dude, let's say you're passionate about butterflies, right? You think they're the coolest thing in the world. And you're like, man, I can't make a business out of butterflies. Bullshit, you can't. There's right. a lot of other nerds out there that think butterflies are awesome. Right. Right? So you go out and you create the butterfly Instagram page. And then you start building these people who like your beautiful photographs of butterflies. And then you build a butterfly calendar and a butterfly app and butterfly t-shirts. All right? And you sell them to these people. And then, you know, after a while, you know, you're, you're fucking, you're the butterfly master. You know what I mean? Like, right. it's, it's, it's not a hard concept to grasp. People just don't have the confidence to execute it. Yeah. You know, dude, I know there's, I, I know I push this too much, but there's so many analogies between business and, and athletics. And I, oh, dude. Know, like They're with completely the, parallel. It, well, like with the case where when you have a good shooter in basketball and they miss their first couple shots, what do you do as a coach? You tell them, I better not shoot anymore. No, no. you say, no, keep yeah. shooting, doing right. what you're shooting. And that's what it seems like you're saying is like when people go in business and they miss their first couple shots, dude, they're they like, well, I must, I must do, I must, you know, I must maybe I need for me. Yeah. I must be doing something wrong. I must. Try something else. Right. No, get up there and keep taking your shots, right. and you're, you know, eventually going to hit that them. That comes back to what we said. It comes back to people's connection with how people feel about them. People right. don't. People don't want people to observe them feeling bad. People right. don't want people to, you know, see them trying something they're not good at. Dude, the biggest the biggest killer of success is is people not letting other people see them be bad at something because their egos are too fragile. You know, mm -hmm. it makes no sense. Like, you've never done this thing before. You've never practiced this thing before. You've never launched this thing before. And you expect to be great at it, but you know you're not going to be great at it. So you don't do it because your friends are going to make fun of you on Friday night. Right. It makes right. no sense. Right. You know, and dude, that, that's the biggest killer of success monetarily, financially, and ha happiness too and fulfillment. Because dude, if you're not fulfilling what you truly feel like you are on the inside... You're going to be miserable your whole life. Dude, I was talking to this vocal coach once, and uh, I'm like, so what's, what's the biggest tip you could give somebody? He's like, you're going to have to learn to, you know, sound fucking bad. Yeah, in the beginning. and in front of people. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Dude, it's a, it's a big deal. Like, And it comes back to the same things we talked about, this whole concept. Like, it's very, very hard to, to develop and be good at anything. You know, if you want to be a good leader and you're worried about how everybody's going to take your fucking criticism when you're telling the truth... You, and you quit giving it because of that, you're going to be shitty. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? If you have a product and you're trying to make everybody happy with it and you're afraid of that one guy who's going to say he doesn't like it, guess what? You're not going to have a product that captures people's attention that's relevant. You're going to have another Me Too product. Right. You know, a Me Too brand. And you know what? You're going to be a Me Too. You know, it comes down to personal branding too. You know, I'm, I'm giving a talk here in a couple of weeks at Gary's event, uh, his Agent 2021 event, which is going to be fucking cool. Um, about personal branding. And like, I think the whole event is because these realtors and agents and insurance agents and 
you know, all these people, used car salesmen and car salesmen, they don't know how to brand themselves to be experts. You know what I'm saying? They only, right. they do the same shit every, this is a great example of people who do the same exact shit because everybody else does it. Look at any fucking realtor. They got a fucking, they got a stupid ass glamour shots picture on their fucking business card, right? Their website is their fucking face. First of all, let me tell you something. Nobody fucking cares about your fucking business card face and your glamour shots and the wrap on your car. It says, I'll sell your house. No one fucking cares. <laughs> right. You're doing that shit has been done for 30 fucking years. It's irrelevant. Right. It's it, you're driving around an ugly fucking car with an ugly fucking wrap. And it's fuck. I mean, dude, and you're thinking it's bringing you business. And if I, I dude, I, I love when I ask people like, cause I had a wrap on my car too, but uh, one time, but I didn't have my fucking face on it. Yeah. <laughs> but I, and, and uh, I had somebody ask me or I asked him, I said, Hey, how much business you get? Oh, you'd be surprised. You, you would be, and I'm, I know they're full of shit. Right. Right. And I'm just thinking in my head, I'm like, dude, your ego is that fucking fragile that you're not willing to make a mistake that you said you spent $7,000 on this wrap with your fucking face on it. You know what I'm saying? Right. Every other motherfucker in town has that fucking same wrap with that with a different face. It's even the same color. Dude. Like the banners are almost oh always God. the same color. The color scheme is always, always the Don't same. Don't even get me started. Those are the biggest motherfucker play business people on the face of the earth. There's, out of every 1,000, there's one that makes a fucking killing. Right. But everybody else wants to play business. They want to have a meeting. They want to do this. They want to do that. And you know what? It's about them. That's why they have trouble. Make it about the customer. Make it about finding them the right fucking place to live. Making them, making it about them making money on their situation, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And then display how you do that in creative ways and build a personal brand around that. Now we're talking about something else. Now we're talking about innovation. Now we're talking about a brand that can actually, you know, stop people and have them take a look. You know what I mean? Absolutely. It's also it's also a couple of industries that really have no clue of how to do content marketing. Oh, like they think when they think content. No, marketing, they stick their fucking face out there. Yeah, they they put their face out there, or they're only addressing things that are very very specific to like selling a home or whatever. Instead of just putting their personality about there, dude, put, bro, putting out things that that um, let me tell provide you, a pet value. Peeve of mine. You know, a, a pet peeve of mine is ego marketing. Huge yeah. pet peeve of mine. Like when people unnecessarily put their fucking face into advertisements and shit or they put their kids into advertisements or they do this or that, it drives me insane. It's just wasted fucking money and it's all to appease your own ego. The reason these motherfuckers put a billboard up on on here on the highway with their face on it is so their friends will say, hey, I saw Joe, I saw your face on the billboard. Oh, you know, like they want to feel like the fucking man. You know what the fucking man is? The man is the man with fucking millions of dollars hanging out his fucking asshole. Yeah. When he takes a shower. Yeah. It's, it's clogging the fucking drain. And now you're taking a bath. Okay? That's the fucking There's some man. questions I need answered. <laughs> yeah. I don't care. Fucking make, paint the mental picture. But being the man and pretending to be the man is two different fucking things. Right. You know what I mean? I, recognition. Like, dude, there's an old saying, and it's fucking true, too, is that people will work for money, but they'll fucking kill for recognition. And, dude, I've never understood that. I've never be. Mm-hmm. I, I've never understood that. Like... You're going to fucking sell out all the rest of the quality of your life for a fucking trophy or an award? Get the fuck out of here. It makes no sense to me. Now, granted. I'm, but, I'm, dude, it's true. Mm-hmm. Most people do love the recognition. I yeah. fucking, I don't get it. Yeah. What I was going to say is, you know, not like, for example, on our, like our uh, company award banquet, like it pisses me off when my name's not called, but. That's different. Yeah, that's different. In our company, dude, everybody earns that shit. Right. That yeah. ain't no fucking bullshit. But, yeah, I'm, I'm way more money. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. also, our awards come with money. So, yeah. So, you know, it's not just like a fucking trophy that you stick in your room means nothing. But my point on this is this is like, you know, don't do shit just because it appeases your ego. Do shit because it's going to help the customer. Right. You know, so many people ruin their companies because they're doing like they think that business is supposed to be like this. You know, you walk in and you have this nice desk and a nice office and, you know, your pictures on the desk of your family and. You know, you sit at your desk and you do your work and people come in and they're impressed by your, you know, your, your uh, rich collection of leather bound books. And, you know, like, dude, like that's what people think. Smells of rich mahogany. Yeah. That's what people think business is, dude. People think that's business. Business is not that. Business is solving the fucking problem in a way that makes customers say, holy shit, that is the best. That's the best interaction I've ever had in business and with anybody. And then they tell their friends. That's what business is about. Right. Has nothing to do with what you wear or what you drive or your fucking office and shit like that. No one gives a fuck. You know what I mean? 
me at this when I was getting my. I, by the way, I used yeah. to think that was what business was too. Playing business. I, yeah, I, I thought it was too. I thought you had to have a great business card, and you had to have your car wrapped, and you had to have this and that and this, and you had to have a nice office, or nobody would take you serious. Or you had to wear a suit, nobody would take you serious. You know what I mean? Right. People don't give a fuck what uh, by any of that shit. They care about themselves. They care about what value you're going to bring. How is your product going to help them? How is your service going to help them? And this sounds so basic. I know a lot of people are like shaking their head and thinking, no shit. Well, then why the fuck aren't you doing it? Good question. See what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. So when I was getting my MA in uh, creative writing, uh, I learned something in, in one class that I think is it kind of reinforces a point that we ma- we've made. That uh, you sucked at this. writing? What's that? Yeah, that I sucked at writing. No, but the point is, is that we were sitting around evaluating everybody's uh, writing and it was interesting because my professor made the distinction. She said that a lot of us didn't know how to critique the other person because they would say like, well, I don't like this story. Um, and she'd say, it's not about whether you like the story. It's about whether it's a fundamentally good story. So she was, she was making the distinction between something that's objectively good writing and a writing style that you just don't particularly care for. And, and so like, I think a lot of people, they get those two things mixed up. They, their friends and family, they say, well, I don't, I don't think your brand is really good. I don't think that what you're putting out there is really good. And they need, you need to be able to say to those people, no, no, listen, it is objectively good. It's just not something you particularly care for. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, Like yeah. there's a difference between the, the actual substance of a brand and the style. And it's up to every person to determine what the style of their brand's going to be. You know, it, and I think people get really, really... They really, really do Hold get. On. Grant Cardone's calling me here on his uh, on his Facetime. Oh, oh he's. <laughs> What's up, dude? You on a podcast? Yeah, say hi to everybody. What's going on, killer? <laughs> Uncle G. <laughs> hey, Uncle G's right here on the phone. <laughs> uh, unexpected guest. I am right here live on the podcast, brother. What are you doing? When you told me you were live, that's when I said, "Let me call in." That's right. <laughs> hey, while I got you, you got audio on this? Yeah, yeah, I can All hear. Right. Tell tell people about 10x, man. 10X Growth Conference, February 22nd, 23rd, and 24th, but the dates don't matter if you don't commit. <laughs> Who's going to be there? Time is an illusion, brother. Hey, man, especially when you got a G5, no huh? No shit. <laughs> <laughs> you want to tell everybody what me and you talked about, about this, uh, about this, uh, is it is it is it losing or is it winning? That oh, all right. Losing? So the other day, I, I had, I posted the post of the hockey uh, deal okay and a lot of people were pissed off about it so I text all my all my baller buddies and I said hey who who wins is it somebody who loves to win or is it somebody who hates to lose hates to lose you you think it's hates to, Grant said he loves to win I love to win you love to win yeah all right I said hate to lose all right and, 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 and Andy just so everybody knows I mean my, my the point the thing that I text you is look losing is in the past if you lost, it already happened. That's true. Even the fear of loss would be something that happened before, right? Like, you're not scared of a tiger, uh, you know, because... Because Cause I never got bit by a tiger. <laughs> maybe you did. Maybe you did. Maybe you lived more than once. I feel like the fear of losing, though, keeps you winning more often, though. Dude, I think it's a great question. I think... Yeah. I, here's what I think. I don't think there's a right answer. I just think everybody feels a little bit more about... I actually think it's an evolution. I think that when you're young and you have no sense of where you're going to end up and you're scared and you have anxiety, you know, you feel one way about it. And when you start to make money and gain some confidence and have some success, you start to feel a little bit differently. You know, Grant and I are at different points. You know what I'm saying? You're, you're a few years down the road from me, brother, and you're doing really well. You know, you probably haven't lost in a long, long time. Oh, that's bullshit, dude. I lose all the time. I lost this weekend. What'd you lose at? I mean, I got this deal that, I, that that's been a problem, right? It hadn't gone down the way I wanted to. I lose constantly, but that's not what keeps me in the game. It's it's when I won. I remember the win. I remember what it feels like. I remember like uh, the payoff. I remember that it pulls me forward, and the losses just keep me stuck in the past. So anytime I want to move from a loss, I start focusing on the wins. You that know, that makes I, sense. That's a good point. Andy, Andy, as soon as I got on that new Gulfstream I bought, I was already thinking about the next one, bro. Yeah, I know that. I know that's true. <laughs> you know, and there was no loss involved in that in any way, right? So, look, I, 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 what's pulling me forward right now is the 10X Growth Conference in February because I'm going to be spending time with a winner 
And that winner is Andy Frisilla, my little nephew. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Dude, we're going to crush it, man. I, I had somebody DM me yesterday and say, hey, is, is this 10X Growth Con really worth going to? I'm like, Dude. It's, I've been involved in a lot of events, man, a lot of events. Yeah. There is no question it is by far the best. And I'm not just saying this because you're sitting here. I've told everybody this. It is yeah. the best event, the best entrepreneurial success event that you will ever go to ever, no matter who puts it on, no matter if it's, no matter what. It is the best. There's no question. We're, sit, we're sitting here mapping out the day right now, and, and all the executives are in the room saying, dude, when people see what you're going to do for them, that's an unbelievable. So... Hey, I can't wait to see you, bro. Call me later this afternoon. All right, all right brother. I'll call you when I'm done. Be great. All right. That was pretty cool. That was cool. Yeah. And it was good because I was making a point, but not making it very, very well. Dude. So, uh, we'll yeah. Move on. Uncle Grant comes because save, saves your ass, huh? Yeah, he did. So, he did. So, dude, the, the best. So, Grant. So, I te- this is actually, this is really cool. I wanted to talk about this anyway. So, I think it's one of the most interesting questions is how people are wired and why they think the way they are. And Grant, okay, I text everybody. I text Gary, I text Grant, I text fucking Brad Lee, I text Ed Milet, I text Lewis Howes. I mean, Sean Whalen, every, everybody that I'm friends with who's, who's uh, you know, a success-minded person. And it was funny because the answers were all over the board. Like, Grant said, winning. Gary said, Gary said both, which is true. And I, I said, well, pick one, and he wouldn't. But just because, you know... He posted the, the screenshot of the conversation online. It was funny. That was great. Yeah. But uh, uh, let's see. Ed, or Ed said loves winning. Brad said hates losing. Lewis said hates losing. Um, Tim I'm Gro- a little surprised Listen, Lewis said Tim, hates Tim Grover said hates losing, obviously. Okay. I'm not uh, surprised about that. Yeah. I don't, I'm not surprised about Lewis. He's a fucking competitor, dude. He's right, but I would have thought that Lewis nah. is such a positive person that he would be motivated. You, everybody has both inside yeah. them. Yeah, yeah. Like, right? Like, just because you hate to lose doesn't mean you don't love to win. Like, yeah. I fucking love to win. Yeah. But, like, I'm still at a point. Like, Grant's at a point where he's so financially established that, like, literally his whole fucking company could crumble today and he would live the exact same way for the rest of his life. I'm not that way yet. Like, dude, I've got to keep growing and keep growing and keep doing more things because mm-hmm. I like to spend a lot of money and I like shit. So for me to be to live the kind of life I want to live, you know, I've got to get more successful. Mm-hmm. And, and um, you know, I don't, I'm not hurting for money or anything. I do whatever the fuck I right, want. But, but loss, losses and winnings. But for the next 70 years, if I'm going to live that long, I've got to have a lot more money. Right. So, so uh, we're in different places, you know what I'm saying? But the answer is, the answer is both. My personal opinion, my personal opinion is that someone will fight way harder to lose what they have than to work equally as hard to gain more. To not lose what they have. No, to not lose what they have. Right. People will work way harder to not lose what they have than to work that equally as hard to gain more. That's gotcha. my personal opinion. That's, I, how, that's how I feel about it. Yeah, I don't, I, don't, I, I don't see how anybody could argue that. Like, yeah. Well, but, <laughs> but and I, you know, that's, but other people do. Like, Grant just made a great fucking point. Like, he... And I, I believe him. He's being genuine. We argued about it back and forth for probably like two hours. So, well, most people live off their wins way too long, too. Yeah, that's true. Fuck yeah, dude. They're glory days. Yeah, they're they're infected with that glory day mentality. Or if they get a promotion, it's just like, oh, okay. Well, dude, how many people have you seen here get a promotion and then go to shit and they end up losing their job? Well, yeah, dude. It, it's just a people. I don't know. It's a weird thing. Hmm. But I, I'm always fascinated by that question. So. It, it could be an entire podcast. I, I think we should start asking every single guest that we have that question. <laughs> that would be a good question. Yeah. yeah. But. So uh, we can just wrap it up, I guess. Well, that was that was smooth. <laughs> Fucking smooth. Sorry. Smooth operator down yeah, there. Well, you know. Appreciate the enthusiasm. Yeah. <laughs> so, guys, uh, we kind of went all over the place. The, the main thing here is this. You have to be aware how people perceive you, but you can't be like this shit where people are like, I don't give a fuck what anybody thinks. Bullshit. Everybody knows that's bullshit. Everybody, you should care what other people think. You should be aware of what other people think, but you shouldn't, you shouldn't let what other people think stop you from doing the right thing for you. Making the right, growing the right skills, making the right criticisms, making a great product, running your business the right way. And I don't think this is a, I don't think this is a fundamental problem of people don't have, you know, sometimes people don't have the backbone, I guess, because I said that earlier, but 
I think it's a fundamental problem not understanding what business is about. They don't understand that there's a niche market for you that's big enough to support you and make you millions of fucking dollars. You know what I mean? And make your team and everybody around you successful as well. When you try to appease everybody, you're going to appease nobody. Mm-hmm. And that's a very famous saying. I don't know who said it, but it's the truth. And you have to, you have to stop if you're going to get ahead. And I'd like you to do this in 2018. I'd like you to work on being a leader. Okay, because the three things that are going to get you paid in life is your attention to detail, your ability to sell and being a leader and attention to detail and ability to sell are much easier to learn than being a leader. All right. So being a leader is two things. Setting the setting the bar for performance. All right. Being great, setting a high standard and holding yourself to that high standard consistently. And then the second part is this holding other people accountable. And this is where people fuck up leadership. Okay. Don't be afraid to tell somebody they, they can do better. Don't be afraid to coach somebody on their technique. Don't be afraid to pull other people up because they will not resent you. They will love you for it. And if you want to get paid, the way you get paid is by bringing value to others. And bringing value to others, when you lead them and show them how to be successful, what more value? what is more valuable than that? What, what could you do that would be more valuable than to teach someone else how to fucking survive in this world? And that comes from being a leader. So guys, like we always ask, if you enjoyed the podcast, please tell a friend, leave us a review, okay? And we'll see you next time.